Welcome to episode number 48, Winning versus Losing. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. You are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Manny, and Gabe. Once again, folks, wow, we're really pulling this through here. This is episode number 48, and we still got a full house, guys. Uh, Pretty exciting stuff. 48. Uh, Winning versus losing. In this episode, we discuss the key differences between winning and losing. We talk about what second place means participation trophies, how we celebrate our wins, how we process our losses, and our advice to someone not accomplishing a long-term goal. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Billie Jean King and Vince Lombardi. All right, so if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. And as usual, we kick things off with a uh, two definitions, this time uh, from dictionary.com. They define the words winning and losing. So for the first one, winning, they define it as Charlie Sheen. Just kidding. <laughs> they define it as that wins, successful or victorious, as in a contest. Losing, they define it as causing or suffering loss. Right. So... Uh, with that being said, we will move on to a short story uh, to kick this off uh, from PositivePerformance.com. Alex, we- Alex Westlin starts anew with fresh losses. So these guys, uh, this website gave a bunch of um, obviously winning versus losing uh, stories and it kind of broke some things down for real life examples from um, highly you know, professional athletes, you know, the elite of and how they dealt with uh, the failure. So Alex Westland starts anew with fresh losses. When the hockey goalie ended his stunning career at Yale, he was used to winning. So when he started with the new team in the 99-2000 season after his graduation, losing had an even icier bite. But the All-American took the losses with stride, saying, to a certain extent, you have to let losing bother you. It's the only way that you can use it to affect you in a positive way in the future games. In any situation, win or lose, it's important to analyze what went well or what went poorly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, um, if you want that even more broken down, listen to episode number 47, Man in the Mirror. We actually do talk about reflection. We, we brush up against uh, winning versus losing, which is why... Uh, we wanted to, you know, explore this topic a, a little bit more this week. Um, and the second story I have is Dan Gable's necessary failure. Again, this is from PositivePerformance.com, and they go, uh, and the story goes like this: Now considered the most famous wrestler and most decorated coach in the history of the sport, Dan Gable was the god from Iowa State. Fighting to keep his title in the 1978 NCAA Wrestling National Championships. As such, everyone expected him to win, and he did. Until a nobody sophomore from the University of Washington by the name of Larry Owings pulled the rug out from under him. Gable admits he got greedy, that his ego stepped in when his mind should have been in control. He also admits that he sprang back from the Owings match stronger and more determined than ever. Of that crushing disappointment, he says, I wouldn't have become a great wrestler and such a great coach, a legend in the sport, without that match. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating stuff. Yeah. What do you guys think about both of those both of those uh, stories? The first one with Westland and the second one with Gable. They come from two different, pers- obviously two different perspectives. Gable was already a winner. And I'll put that in quotes. Yeah. But, you know, he took it to a whole nother level of, of greatness. So there's levels of, of winning, no doubt. And, and Gable is probably a perfect example of what it is. And, you know, the first story kind of touches on, um, you know, how kind of the thought process, be, you know, in winning and losing. Right? At Alex Wesselin also, that was his whole thing. I'll he say, was used to winning. And in the 99-2000 season, he just started losing. Um, but the, the Right, but he went to another team. 
And that's when... Started losing. Started losing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he was used to winning. Right, right, right. Have you ever been in that situation where you're, you for sure thought you were going to bag a win, like... And you're completely confident. You're not even... And that has nothing to do with sports. Or it can. But it doesn't have to do with the old sports. Where you're just like, oh, I got this, blah, blah, blah. And totally the rug got pulled from underneath you and you just yeah. fell flat on your face. Yeah. 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 Well, it was... I was in... Pl- I guess you could say I was playing something. I, I, got, I bought three scratch-offs, right? So the one I got... And the way I read read the instructions was completely wrong. But I read it. I started scratching. I go to the gas station. <laughs> I, I was like, this. I was like, yo, I just want a hundred bucks. And I tell the gas tenant in Jersey, they pump your own gas. They pump your gas for you. So I'm telling him, like, yo, I think I want a hundred bucks. And I show him my card. He's like, yeah, you you definitely want a hundred bucks. <laughs> and I'm like super excited. And I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. We're going away. This is like extra money. I go to the set to cash in and it says loser. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I walked away so angry. So you read this scratch off incorrectly. Correct. So, so it was my right. fault to begin with. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't I should have read it properly. But I got so hyped that I like I was I, I started up like, yeah, this is gonna be. You already perfect. had that spent. Too. I had I had it spent. I had no money left over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was definitely That's one good. and that was just recent. Uh, uh, last fall. No, no, it was last, uh, night. It's last night. No, no, it was uh, September. September. Yeah. When we're going down to the shore. Down the shore. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Manny, what was yours? Uh, my first uh, annual planning meeting at my my current job. Walked in there very confident. First time the CEO was going to come down. It's a smaller business, so the CEO, you know, comes down. And I just had all the confidence in the world. Like I, I knew what I was doing, man. I knew, yeah, yeah. I knew how the, how to get the message across. <laughs> what I was gonna do to change everything. <laughs> and I walked in. I was asked one question about, you know, uh, what my expenses were to, you know, against my revenue. Like how much, you know, what were the percentage? And I was like, oh, deer in headlights, nothing. He's like, oh huh, man, thought you'd know that. I was like, eh, done. I was done. <laughs> Completely Your deflated. Confidence went confidence down. Went down. <laughs> Everything I thought I knew or That's was gonna right. say was completely shot. <laughs> I just didn't. I just took notes the whole time. Just writing doodling. Oh, he took yeah. notes. <laughs> and, and was just, it, it was just. He was supposed to, was supposed yeah. to be giving right, numbers. He was gonna hand out books yeah, he was, yeah. when he got there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said that. I set the bar really high. He brought the pen just to sign signatures, yeah, yeah. autographs. I mean, going into it, that's how confident I was. <laughs> oh man, one question, great. it was I was so fragile at that point. I was like, oh my god, I got so much to learn. So, oh man, that's funny. That's I great. had a I had a situation where I was super confident <laughs> in uh, presenting a uh, like a home based business, and this one guy in the back of my mind was like an absolute beast. I'm like, oh, we got this. This is like, this guy should. I'm so shocked that he, you know, never even seen this. And to make it worse, I wasn't like talking like trash, but I was hyping this whole meeting up so much to, you know, the person who's going to whatever introduce this concept to my whale, so to speak. And this guy's like, wow, like I'm almost about to just leave and let you do it just because I can just be home and I, I live like two and a half hours away from here. And I'm like, Okay, I thought that was like weird or whatever. I'm like, uh, dude, I'm telling you, no, it's gonna be worth your drive. I promise you, this is awesome, man. This dude, they explained the business. This dude walked, got up, and walked out in the middle of the, of the presentation what? and just left. Like, never showed up ever. Uh, never, <laughs> like, just never came back. And so oh, man. the guy who gave the presentation just staring at me. He's like. This was worth the drive. Like, kind of like, oh, it was hysterical. <laughs> wow. But I remember being so confident. Um, that this person uh, would agree with me that this was a great idea. Yeah. Um, to the point where I was basically trash talking. I really wasn't. I was just confident. But it was funny. Um, I took a huge L that day. And I remember <laughs> yeah. never being that excited for anyone ever again. No, this was even so, before yeah. so you I you made even... this guy, you convinced this guy to come out two hours away? No, no, no. no. He's uh, already coming out. He's uh, uh, When they come out that far, they have multiple things set up. I was just one of them. But I was like, I think the first one. So I was like, oh, he's going to you know, kick things off. I was like talking a little too much. Um, so luckily he ended up, you know, squaring off with a couple other people and landing a couple deals. But man, I thought, and that was it. I only had the one plan. So that was it. I was the end of my day. I went, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I was done. I was like, all right. I'm just going to go to the library now and go study. 
<laughs> I didn't even know what to do. My, oh, it was awful. Oh, I was brutal. No, actually, I started taking notes with the guy giving the oh, So I guess that's what you do when you get kind of like put in that situation. You just take notes. So yeah. I should have yeah, taken notes when I got when place. I lost the lottery. Yeah. Hey, take hey, notes. Should, you should have started take notes. Read better instruction. Um, were you were you guys ever on like a winning team and you just felt like you were always like no matter what like in sports or something like um, I remember I felt like there was like an error there was always like an error like in high school or whatever like there was always we played against a team or might we might have been a team that was always like who was like the the team that always won us our senior year yeah every our time, senior year yeah we won like every, district one yeah every time we walked on the field. I've, I felt like we were gonna win. Like yeah. they beat us. It was very yeah. We had a high level of confidence for being such a small little town, which is actually hilarious when you think about like the overall picture. Yeah. Um. But we had every, I guess like, backing to be that confident. We did. We were good. Yeah, we were good. But it was just funny saying like we thought we were th- way better. I think. I think we thought we were way better than what we actually were. I think we were really good. And I don't, I don't think that's such a bad thing. It was just funny because I'm like, if we really played like other teams from outside the state or outside, no, we, the, we did our senior yeah. year. We went down to Florida, yeah, and, and we played a couple of teams that were nationally yeah. ranked, and we held, we held on to a team from Alabama for like four innings. We were in the game, we were down like two yeah. one, and then I think I came in and pitched, and it just got out of hand after that. We got our butts kicked Hand after it. that, yeah, yes. And, and I, I do then remember. we played another team, and we got pretty beat. We got beat pretty bad. And then finally, the last one was another Pennsylvania team that we held on. So yeah, outside of the school, we weren't you know, national. Yeah, the one game champion. that you guys lost though wasn't that you guys played two games in that day. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was uh, there. Yeah. I was. I mean, it was, it was me awesome. Oh yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. We went down. Yeah. We drove I had down. My, yeah, I had my next toe. They they were grown men though, mind you. They were like they were, prep they kids. Were, yeah, they, they were. were they, they were grown men. They're the same age, but they were grown men. No, they were like they were built different. Yeah, like, well, that's the southern the southern uh I don't statures. Know. Uh, maybe. I don't believe that. No, I don't either. Who said that? They were bigger than us. Let's just say they were. They were bigger than us. They were just. They just had. They were just better. Yeah, they're better. And I feel like in your mind we were like, wow, they're bigger. They're just they're just grown men. But it was like, dude, they just beat us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, you made it that far to play them, so you kind of gotta see that. It was a really good time. We had a solid team. It was fun. Uh, We went to Universal Studios after that. After that, celebrate. (laughs) We celebrated. Celebrate, celebrate the loss. the loss. Yeah, celebrate the loss. That was that was um that was an interesting time because that came we like for whatever it was a year or two years we were raising money man we had coin tosses we were selling hoodies and t-shirts and yeah. I mean for like a year for everyone to go without basically putting really anything out of pocket right. obviously your okay. hard work and stuff uh from doing all these yeah, you little kinda, events you kind of raised your own money for your <clears throat> You funded it yourself. Yeah, of. yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, it took. We raised so much, in fact, that we even had spending money. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, we just had a blast. It was just that's like cool. that's a that's a good experience, though. Yeah, it was a bunch of like 15, 16, 17 year old. Eighteen. Because we were just having the time of our lives. Yeah, you know what good. I mean? It was cool. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so moving right along. Um, speaking of winning. What does it winning mean to you? And I know in previous um, episodes, we again we talked about this when we talked about being competitive um, and things like that. But what does it actually? What does winning mean to you? You made it, yeah. right? Kind of. You yeah, succeeded. Like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time Success. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. But I literally think of the DJ Khaled song, like all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And he always talks about. Um, like we we're the best or whatever, and he keeps we the that's bass. like yeah we're the bass, and DJ Kalik. <laughs> DJ Kalik. Um, that's what Mikey calls Mike him. Mikey calls him DJ Kalik. Um, <laughs> only because he's a barber. So, is it an attitude? Is it like a or is it all part of that? Is it actually overcoming something and beating an opponent? Or defeating competition? Is it an attitude? Is it? Like- I mean, literally, yeah, it's, it's beating your opponent, or whatever. But I mean, yeah, it can be. Uh, no matter if you win or lose, it, it depends on how you react to it. Is how you you quote unquote won the situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. because how I like, and the reason why I give that whole DJ Cal thing, I don't even see. I see winning right as that basically like okay, yeah, yeah, you're winning. But for me, it's real, really a mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because you, you, you could be your own competition. Right. So it's like yeah. I just beat myself at that. Well, 
talked myself right into the gym instead of out like usual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that where um, uh, it's just a winning mentality. Like I'm going to go into this meeting and I'm just going to let it rip. Even if it doesn't happen that way, at least mm. you had like that winning mentality. And like, yeah. I was getting hyped when I was waiting for the story. I'm like, yeah, he crushed it. <laughs> he said he got <laughs> asked the question. I'm like, dang, there that goes. But um, it's hmm. better than being like having the losing mentality. Yeah. I think it's, it's better than winning. Having. Winning creates a swag. Like yeah. when you're always winning, or when you do win or succeed in something, you feel so much better. You feel like you're yeah. like the man right now, right then. Yeah, yeah. Like Manny did that. Like, but he said that when they gave him that question, he kind of got crushed, but didn't catch an attitude about it or didn't get angry about it. He sat there. He said he took notes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So he was like taking in whatever it was and kind of reality checked himself, and then went on took that loss like a champ well there's 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 kind of there's winning in losing and i think that's one of those moments where i learned i learned a lot from that experience it was i wouldn't call that a loss yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right so and again it's just how you look at winning and losing i mean there are the you know you scored more points than me right winning and losing and then there's winning and losing and that's more of a mentality like you talked about yeah (laughs) so is the opposite the same to you guys so what does losing mean to you Losing means m- more to to. Uh, I get more out of losing. I say it doesn't mean more. Yeah. I get more out of losing. Winning is easy. When not not winning is easy. It's, ho- it's hard to win, but that feeling of being happy, you know, and the adulation that's kind of easier to deal with than a crushing defeat or yeah. loss. Yeah. You know, you get to me, you get a lot more out of it. You get more motivated. You you learn more. You kind of fine tune your craft and in, in whatever it might be, um, you know, for the next situation. So you know, losing is never fun but kind of a necessary evil at the same time that was good yeah i mean we talk about it all the time like you need winning and losing mm-hmm. right you need the contrast and e- everything yeah you need the the ebb and flow but going going to you know like the winning uh, i forget who it was but it was one of these books where they're referencing winning going you know alluding to the attitude of winning with through losing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. michael jordan gives this like crazy quote talking about you know like i shot a thousand missed a thousand shots or something something crazy like that Mm -hmm. and i succeeded because i lost or something like it ends like that and if you actually read it on you know the surface level it sounds like the most depressing motivational quote you ever like wow that's amazing but then you keep reading it and you realize how heavy what he just said is but they go and they talk about having little wins Mm. Um, and setting yourself up for success. So there's a difference. Whereas if you had these little tiny little baby wins, that your day or your 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 life can shift and and hang at least more onto the W side. If you kind of think of like a like a scale, mm-hmm. like a fish scale or something, where you're going up or down with the that wouldn't be a fish scale. What's that called? What kind of scale is that? Bal- it's balance. the balance scale. Anyway, the scale of like winning and losing. You could tip it to, I guess, you know, the winning, you know, whatever carries the most weight if you have these little wins. So the more weight you're throwing on there in the W's, it might not be. Because sometimes people think of winning of just taking everything, like the war, so to speak. But if you have these like little tiny wins, those are, you know, progressively moving you forward. Not only that, they're pushing away frustration and adding to a better attitude. And I know that sound, that might sound like what in the world did that just turn into, but that's exactly it. Think about if you got a bunch of little losses back to back to back, and then you got the overall loss, yeah. right? That's like a boxing match right. where you know right. you're losing round after round after round, and then you last the 10th round, and then you get Boom. TKO'd. Right. Yeah. You're like, dude, there's nothing worse. I mean, just right. knock yeah. me out the first round. <laughs> right. You know, this isn't a famous <laughs> Rocky movie or whatever. But if you you have the, the guys who go all however many rounds because they different weight classes have different rounds but let's just say they went all 12 rounds or 10 rounds whatever it is and get the win out of what the judges gave them right not out of a knockout or anything mm-hmm. that is what i'm talking about so each round you're you're winning those little wins like mm-hmm. every punch yeah. counts every block counts all that stuff those little wins or will get you the big W at the end. Mm-hmm. That's I guess that's I don't know. That's a better example than a weight. I don't know what the hell that. <laughs> I, I, there there's also in that you know, and, and I'll open it. It's kind of a question for everybody. You know, how do you take? Because I've been posed with this question or situation. How do you take a loss? Okay, you know you're gonna take this L, but it's because hopefully it's gonna net you 
the win, you know, long term, a big win. So if you're negotiating a deal with, so I have a customer, I have a situation, he wants to return, you know, five thousand dollars worth of stuff. If I do this now, which is a short term loss for me because I'm I'm losing money, or I'm losing profit, or whatever you want to call it, his attitude is okay. He worked with me, and hopefully this is going to net me. A relationship that lasts ten years, which is going to be well worth the five thousand dollars. Yeah, you retained a customer. You retained a yeah. customer. How do you? What's your thought process in doing that? Because it's always the unknown. Like, oh man, I hope I hope this works. Or are you confident in your ability to say, yeah, you could read the situation? That's. I mean, yeah, that's. That first of all, that takes maturity, and that takes there, there's. Always the big word that no one wants to hear, but that's risk. Mm -hmm. So there's the risk of letting something go or forcing that man to Mm -hmm. on that first transaction. Like, I don't care if you do anything else with me. Maybe you do got to get those numbers in. We see this a lot of times with car salesmen. They have Mm -hmm. to hit a certain quota and they're forcing prices on you. And like a lot of people get turned off by that. And not only did you lose a customer, you lost a forever customer. Right. Um, so what do you do? Do you just let go? Then you have the one guys, you know, we know car salesmen who, who do this all the time where they're so nonchalant that it's almost just as frustrating. Like, dude, are you going to actually help me or do you not care to get a sale? I want someone who's going to answer. So there is that weird balance where you care enough Mm -hmm. to like, all right, I'm going to take care of this guy this time. Hopefully that here comes the risk. Hopefully he can see that enough to still do business with me in the future. Mm-hmm. Although this transaction did not pan out. Or potentially like recommends other people. Right, exactly. And and I just think, and the reason why I say maturity is because you're letting go. You're letting something go even though you put work into it. So right. you could have put all this work into making that deal happen sure. initially on the right. front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's supposed to happen. The deal goes through and then something crumbles along the way and then you have to give back. All that, um, it's it's kind of like on borderline. It's one of those things where they say you slow down to speed up, because sure. um, you never know what that can lead up to. He might be in a conversation or she, whatever, might be in a conversation with someone else at a dinner party or something or some like you know business meetup, where they said, oh, you know Manny's company, you know they didn't force a sale on me. They actually, you know, allowed me to return the stuff, and mm-hmm. you know I'm recommending them to everybody. So then that yep. might lead to other. That one sale, let's just say to keep it in simple terms, thousand dollar sale, which you thought you had, was like yes, that's you know that's that's in the books, was now negative. I don't know how your business ran, what you guys do with all that parts or whatever. To then he has five of his friends come to you with each thousand uh, dollar deals. Now you have five grand. Right. The next month. You lost a thousand to make five. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, but. That can crumble somebody. Like I said, if someone's under pressure and they have to put up the numbers, sure. and the numbers aren't in that on that scoreboard, and it's the Jim Rohn example that I say all the time, where Jim Rohn says, uh, "Did you get a hundred referrals uh, this month?" And it's a little box, and the person says, uh, "No, no, but but what happened was my car broke down, but uh, and 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 my bank account and the way it's set up and blah blah blah." <laughs> and they say, "Well." The box only fits a yes or no answer. Your your answer. The problem is your answer doesn't fit inside this little box here, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things. And if you get enough of that pressure, you might collapse. Right. You have to trust yourself and trust the process enough, mm. and the company and the product or service that you're selling, to do something like that. Because I feel like if you're if if you feel that you're losing on all ends. Just think about it. Like you go in, your wife's ticked off at you, your kid just flunked, uh, you just got a flat tire going into work and now you just lost this customer. You're not going in too confident or not as confident as you could anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So to still take all life's anxieties, pains, losses, because people see it as just, that's just that loss. That might've not been your only loss that day, right? Sure. You could have said no to something else or something else could have happened that day. That's what's fascinating to me about stuff like that. And when people do overcome difficulties or whatever. Yeah. And keeping composure. If you hear my kid crying, that is my kid crying in the yeah. background. But it's like yeah. also keeping composure in terms of like if you go and do a whole bunch of loss and like how you react and how what your attitude maintains through all that, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I think that's the mentality of, of winning, right? Yeah. Keeping that. Exactly. You know. Well, and, and, and who's watching? So if you have uh, like a shadow or if you have one of those little... Protégé. <laughs> a protégé. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say like a like a, a shadow or something. A protégé who's watching you who might eventually... Uh, let's just say it's your own business. Or 
you know, whatever, someone owns it, and then something like that were to happen, and your son or daughter or whatever, the, the person who's coming up behind you sees how you handled that, that can be the difference between a, a business completely collapsing in the future mm-hmm. or a, a business catapulting even further. Sure. Because they say, oh, well, he crumbled, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know. Then you say, okay, it's okay to give up or. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, you know, close, the, close up shop and that's the end of that. Um, so you got to think of on all levels. Again, that's why I said it's a, it's a, it's a mature process to go through if you process it like that. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. Something's not popping up uh, immediately to my mind when you said that, but I'm sure stuff has has happened to me where you had to give a up. lot. Of, a lot of times, it's not it's not a conscious thing. You kind of do it because it's you know what winning isn't always easy. To do the right thing, like in winning in that situation, it's not always easy to make that decision to say, okay, right. I can but do that's, that. But that was my, this was, I guess this was my thing when we were talking about it last week, where I, I would agree to a certain extent where winning is, you know, when you do have that, cross that finish line and you do win, that is the easy part. But when I'm talking about mentality, it's just as hard because yeah. you have to go through a process. So a perfect example is like mentally, I'm telling myself, I don't want to go to the gym. This morning, it just happened to me this morning. I'm not going to the gym, dude. You're tired. You don't have to go. Just go after work, which I know I won't go after work. And 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 you, you, you can handle that, blah, blah, blah. I overcame that thought process, which is a win, and I landed myself at the gym. So that wasn't easy, though. Honestly, that was like a war going on between my mind so that winning in that aspect was not easy. That was difficult for me. And that's the hardest thing is the six inches between both of your ears. Mm-hmm. It's that mental warfare, I guess, that you have on a daily basis. All right. So, um, you know, what do you guys think of second and third place? What was that, <laughs> was that from um, uh, Ricky Bobby? If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Yeah, don't matter what you get, second, third, you're last. Oh, what is yeah. it? What's the other thing? So second, the second is your first loser. First loser. First, yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. First, yeah. Second place is the first, first loser. And second loser. I think that that's true, though. That's true. Regardless the of harsh it. Reality. Yeah, the harsh you reality. Because al- you almost got first place, but you weren't quite good enough to. Yeah. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. you almost got first almost. place. There you go. Yeah. Again, not to say you're not gonna lo- you're not gonna learn something from that experience, but it, you're a loser. You technically you right. lost. You lost. You lost. That's it. You lost. Yeah. Give your best shot. And for whatever reason, sometimes it might have been your best shot. It might have been all sure. you had. All, you didn't do anything wrong. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, right. I forget what. And that's it, why they give second place. But it's just like yeah. the ranking system that makes it like, I guess, gives you like a weird um, view of it. Well, now that you said that, it does mean something though. Because when we bring into the concept the uh, the Olympics, mm-hmm. yeah. those medals mean something. That's first, second, and third place. Right. They they add those bad boys up, total metal count, oh, yeah. total br- so that actually do count. Um, whereas in regular, you know, sports on an everyday basis or competitions or whatever the reason why mm-hmm. there's a, such a ranking don't matter as much. But in the Olympics, it actually does matter. Well, and when you think about Olympics, too, think about you know in its totality how many athletes are actually competing, competing. to get there. So you know, second and third place out of a thousand. Right. You know, well, that, that's pretty special that's, that's at the pretty, same yeah, time. Absolutely. You know, so. Well, you're talking about the literally the, the world's, world's best, best. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at that time. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. I thought of this during the Olympics. I said, you know what's fascinating? At that very moment, let's just say it's a 100 meter dash, and whoever smokes whoever, normally someone's getting, you know, whatever, mm. and wins, they're considered the fastest person in the world. In the world. But are they? That's what always messes me up. Yeah. It's like there's probably somebody faster. They might have just got injured two weeks ago, and they're mm-hmm. not. They did, they're weren't unable to Olympics. compete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was saying. It's like you know, you know the odds of everything lining up that perfectly, yeah. and then you winning it also. So like you said, a thousand people. I'm sure it's more than that. But sure. let's just that's, say with a thousand, there's a thousand people. It dwindles well, down to a hundred. It dwindles just, down to ten. Then there's the three. Yeah, and then it's like, dude. But imagine all the people who were in that and were just as fast and might be. But got injured or had something else happen. Well, even think about like, in, obviously in the race and stuff, it's like the, how often is a, is a quote-unquote world record ever broken? Right. So you think of like, even though if you won that one, there's still somebody faster than you technically. I mean. Cause. Well, yeah. And, and, and in horse racing, this happens mm-hmm. where the, 
the triple crown or what's the thing when they get three wins yeah. back? Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah, the triple crown. How hard that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're you are competing at that such a high level that it's everyone's so close that yeah. anything can happen. That's why it's so hard to get three wins or yeah, three wins back to back to back because anything can happen. You have you have there's horses that won one then literally got injured or won two something happened on you know they just didn't have it in the third one yeah and then when you see one actually do all three like you know the odds of that that's why it's so special yeah. mm-hmm. or a hat trick in hockey or whatever mm-hmm. it's just like what are the odds it's so you know when you boil the stuff down like that so i guess second and third place it, it has i guess it's depending place on, i mean yeah yeah i guess depending on the magnitude of where what, what kind of competition is what, yeah, exactly what yeah. the competition is yeah. Well, listen. Put it into perspective. If you're if you come in third place, right, and you worked for four years and you broke your stones and did whatever you had to do and worked and grind and lost sleep, had tears, cut sure. yourself, all that, and you got third place. I mean, it's still rewarding. You know, you uh, won. Absolutely. You know, what I mean? you, even in your mind, you yeah. won. No, you no, you no. might have lost. You might not have been first place, but you won. You know what I mean? To and it's almost like some of those things, like is that some of you win. In your mind, the fact that you just finished the competition, whatever it is, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what place you came in. It's just as long as you you you, you put yourself hard enough to even just complete whatever you're trying to do. Oh yeah, well, well, if we're staying with the Olympics, there's a lot to be um, proud of, yeah, right. Sure. And then people take on a lot too, because then you're like, wow, I'm representing my entire country. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, seriously though, when people actually like sit back and think about the weight, the odds, and all that happening, yeah. it's like. That's why I watch the Olympics. I'm I half the time I'm just like getting chills yeah. down my spine. It's like yeah. it's fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, making a making a list like you said, it doesn't matter where the list is. It all depends on what it is. Like for me, I filled out for this one job, and X amount of people made it on. You know, applied for it. Mm. I made number eight. Number eight got me into this place where now I'm on a list where all these other people didn't. You know, get on the thing. So I guess what is it was like the top ten or whatever on this list so i made eight just because i was closest like you know yeah. almost so last part of, the, part of the cut right i made part of the cut so that's like i'm excited about that that i made it i didn't make it first or second or third but yeah. i made it eight where i'm sure? on the list and mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm excited about that so it's like, i guess it all depends on what it is yeah and uh what it means to you i mean e- even going down to you know this this thing that our you know bristol barrow won there's 14,000 applicants. Somebody got hmm. better be good is, with math. Yeah, it is. is that what it was? 14,000 applicants. Towns in the United States. Towns. Wow. wow. I so didn't know it was that many. Yeah. Just do 14,000. Let's just say there's 50 businesses, which is way more. I know for a fact there's way more. So let's just say there's 50 um, businesses. 50 times 14,000. So you're talking about 700,000. You're one out of seven hundred. You're one out of a million. Right. If you land a deal with these people or whatever, like again, the odds are so wild Mm -hmm. that if you actually land this, you're like, dude, that is borderline impossible. One in a million. There's diseases that are more likely than that. True. (laughs) I know that sounds bad, but it's true. That's true. That's true. Um, So that's crazy, though. And I that's mean, just that's just each, that's just if each town had fifty businesses, there's way more than that. So yeah. think think about if we didn't win, you know, if the town didn't win, but we were on the finalists. Well, I forget what the finalists was five, five, five. Yeah, we made top five. So top five, it was top, top, five, five. top, five, top five. So you're top five. Yeah. You don't win the money. You know, do you, are you still are you still happy about that that we're top five? Because it doesn't hold the same weight. I mean, this could be, you know life-changing or 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 very you know very much altering the 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 town's future for one you may top five good for you yeah but the significance to win that five hundred thousand is going to be you know astonishing yeah. i mean look at that number point oh 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 one you are the top half of the top one percent like bristol borough is just yeah. by what they already just did, did. the fact that they won it's is awesome. whole it's, yeah. it, the the, the it's fractions blowing. go even further than that. Um, that's crazy. That's just top five. Yeah, I think it's it, like, it was twentieth like of a percent. Because point zero of a percent. What the <laughs> heck, dude? That yeah. is wild. I'm the math man. Um. Anyway, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because even that competition, when everyone's like, "Oh, every vote counts," so you had a, the whole. It was this competition where 
Main Street uh, Small Business Revolution put this contest together, presented by Deluxe. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that Deluxe is the people with the money, and mm-hmm. then the people who are showcasing what's being done with the money is a Small Business Revolution. So they try to, you know, inter interject, uh, you know, some financial, um, you know, capital into a small town to give it a facelift and, you know, bring up, you know, its marketing plans and et cetera. So Bristol Borough, uh, located in uh, Bristol Borough, Pennsylvania, won. But so everyone from the town is basically promoting on social media, telling everyone to vote. So you had like, you could only vote once a day, but, you know, you could vote on multiple devices. It got crazy. Every vote counted. And you got to think about, they did everything it took to win. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Like we were on this computer, this cell phone, that laptop, yeah. James' yeah. tablet, yeah. Kel's phone, like anything you could vote on, we're voting on. Yeah, um, it, it it was crazy, and then you gotta think every single one of those counted because yeah. at one point, a day before results came or voting was ended, the uh, another town came into first place. Mm. So we then we Bristol Borough dropped into second. Oh, okay. So you're like. Mind yeah. you, I don't know whether that was, you know, yeah, I I think that's marketing. So, yeah, I think I heard on like, like the one of the morning so- stores I listened to, like promoting the same thing, just like yeah. go in there and yeah, just vote whatever yeah, it was you on can. The radio, the news. Yeah. Oh man, they had Preston and Steve, Fox oh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. They yeah, had surrounding like, um, like fire Towns. stations and oh, yeah. yeah, like police well, stations all like promoting everyone you know, in the state of Pennsylvania. Actually, yeah. it was like all like the, the governor the talked gov- about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom yeah. Wolf was, cool. was on there. They had uh, Delaware, New Jersey, port parts of New Jersey anyway. The ones that are kind of like lit oh, the up tri-state the area. Yeah, the tri-state area basically. Um, yeah. It was fascinating. It were it really was. But anyway, we said that all that that all those little wins. If you can yeah. picture all those thousands and tens of thousands of votes. Our little wins, and they got you the big, you know, the big W, which is you know so gratifying. So, um, so how do you celebrate your wins? You know, we're speaking of wins. We're talking about this competition that Bristol Borough won, um, and it's it's you know it's a show. Now it's a show at mm-hmm. this point, and now the applicants apply mm-hmm. now to be a part. Whoever's part of that strip, those two strips, Ratcliffe and Mill Street. And you have a small business now. You apply to be a part of this grant uh, that is given is five hundred thousand dollars by Deluxe, and then it so it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Um, but anyway, I just want to say that Bristol Borough won, and the question is, how do you celebrate your wins? Just using this example, Bristol Borough had like a parade, and then had um, you know kind of this little celebration mm-hmm. down at you know main spot right where those two streets uh, meet down the wharf. Um, where Delaware River kind of splits New Jersey and Pennsylvania, which is very cool, very beautiful spot. Um, but they they took the time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And whether you are a part of that or not, you can appreciate, or even how big or little the celebration was, you can appreciate that someone recognized enough that this we need to stop and celebrate the win. That's mm-hmm. a huge yeah. win. Literally, bristles are obviously already on the map. Yeah. But... It hasn't been on the map in year and year and year and year and year, year. So this is like reinvigorating the town. Yeah, the and, and the wind infused a lot of good energy. We were, I mean, Mikey and I were down there. It was not. It was a it, lot of people. It was a sea of people down yeah, there. Yeah, it was a lot. And, and, I, was, and I got there like probably like a half hour, forty five minutes later, but it was still like a sea of people. And it's like me owning a business on that main strip. You see, like everyone who participated, everyone who voted, all the support because it does. Obviously, it helps their own town, yeah. but me as a business owner, it's like they're really supporting us as business owners. Mm-hmm. For sure. They want all these stores to come. They, they just want everyone to get like a boost just to keep it going, just to just to refurbish our storefront or, or even like it goes down to as far as like the internals of a business, yeah. like financing, advertising, like all that money goes to stuff like that. To just to, There's some people that, that own businesses, they're only two years in and they're not even sure if they can make it for next year because they're just like in a zero zero every, to the limbo. year. Yeah, so yeah. this is going to help them go. And then just to see all those like hundreds of people, probably thousands of people that came. Yeah, yeah it was like definitely thousands and thousands of people that came down to support. It was amazing. It was fun. It was fun for the people who have been there their whole lives. 
And I was like, man, this is this was cool. Like it was it was kind of and it would turn into a rally almost. You know, yeah. everybody's pruned, raise the bars, what everybody's talking about. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. yeah. That's kind of the I think Bill Pez is the guy who kind of uh, runs that organization is raised the bar. Um, but even then the businesses were booming. You know, the the restaurant across the street had tons of people Two in it. Two hour waits. Yeah, there were a lot of people that weren't from the town. And, and if you're looking at it, depending on what perspective you have, even if you don't win this money, right, whatever, I mean, they're, they're giving it to six people. Say you don't win any any businesses. money from this six 500. Th- yeah. Oh, wow. I thought I was going to divide it more. No, from 500. So six technically. that they're going to actually divide up into six and do the show on. On, yeah. Mm. So, wow. But yeah. with that, oh, wow. with that, you know, take into the big picture, ha- property value goes up. You know, people yeah. know about your place. People are going to stop there. Yeah. Whether you win or lose, you win. And yeah. even you know even, I mean? if, even if the town would have not gotten this, uh, from what I see, there's it's just been like a high traffic area. Like sure. now, it's yeah. there's been people. Yeah, people are coming down to see. Oh, let's go see Bristol. Yeah, let's there's go drive people. Down I just there. see like all weekend yeah. long. I just seen people just walking by. People I never would see before, and you could see got all good kinds. weather. Yeah, that that helped. But yeah, you yeah. see all kinds. So it was definitely drawing traffic to the area. Like, That's awesome. at, yeah, out of curiosity, or I, I'm this is where I'm from. They come back to the town, or like just support. Going for for to put it in even more perspective for the people who's like, well, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't do anything. You got to break it down to the most min- minuscule level. I, have, I don't know if anyone's seen. Man, there's this fantastic video i don't know where it's at but it's it talks about like good deeds so like i'm walking down the street and i see manny you know who's like an old man he his, his shoes are untied and he can't really bend over so i bend over to tie his shoe i'll pay it forward yeah and then like a person yeah. crossing the street yeah. well no not even necessarily just even just seeing it because then the, that old man can't pay it forward right, right, right. so then there's like a little kid crossing the street and he sees, he sees me mm-hmm. tying your shoes like man i want to do something nice for somebody then he's affected by it, and then he helps a lady cross the street or whatever and it just keeps going like yeah. that yeah. if you could kind of think of it like that so if there's an influx of business right generated so if you're from the town and you don't even have a business or you're from the surrounding towns or a visitor for you know on whatever level you gotta think let's just say it's um like a like an apparel company that is going to get part of this or whatever or you know whatever let's just say it's an apparel company just to for for you know example purposes so this this company gets part of you know gets a grant is one of these six companies and you're like all right well that doesn't affect me well you got to think now their business is going to boom to to a level there where it's serving outside people so you can come in and all of a sudden, whatever that money that's going to towards their business, now they're going to get more, naturally get more customers because now it's a more, they have attracted themselves and part of the plan was a marketing mm-hmm. uh, plan to you know tie in with that. Then what happens? If that owner's making more money, he might be able to then open up that ran down business that's next to your grandmom's house that you're embarrassed to look at every time you're there. And all of a sudden he has the money to uplift that or at least mm-hmm. renovate that yeah. and sell it. And so it keeps going like that. Or he's able to bring in a product that you can only get outside of Bristol. And mm-hmm. But because he has the income, he can now provide that in his apparel store and can sell you this high level brand or whatever. So it keeps going. It's sure. it's the, uh, whatever, what was that? The, uh, ripple, uh, the, ripple, the effect. ripple effect. Holy smokes. It's a, it's Ripley's the ripple believe effect. believe it or not. So when you don't <clears throat> realize, yes, directly at front, at face value, you might not see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. down the road, you're going to say... How do you know he might not got so he might not have gotten so affected by what was going on? Eventually, he puts on his own you know grant or fund thing. Like I remember, you know now now we're talking about paying it forward. All six people who won that come together every year and all put up five thousand dollars or whatever. Now they have this thirty thousand dollar loan or or whatever scholarship that all of a sudden your kid gets from high school from Bristol Borough. Right. Oh, but you weren't affected by the initial you know all those little votings. All that eventually, you never know when that's going to come back and hit you. Um, So important. That stuff's huge. You know what? It is very infectious, though. Everybody seems to have that swagger that Mikey talked about before, that winning kind of is an attitude and all that. The winning has kind of rubbed off on everybody. You know, just your head's held up a little higher. You walk a little different. There's there's definitely a confidence. It's it's good. So kind of switching gears. So we're going off this, you know, this is a huge high, but I just think it's funny to kind of, 
change things up real quick. How do you react or what was your reaction to a time where you felt cheated out of a win? Um, Since we're talking about winning and losing, you thought you were going to win. You probably should have won, but you got cheated out of the win and now you're a loser. Or you lost. <laughs> the word loser always crack. I always want to laugh when I hear someone say, you're a loser. <laughs> um, you lost. Has that ever happened to anyone? It, you sure. I mean, you're butthurt immediately. Um, <laughs> just you're upset. You're mad. And you start to blame everybody. Uh, but you carry that around a lot worse. I try to turn around and say, what, what could I have done to change that outcome? How could I have taken it out of said person's hands or however it came about the loss came about how could i have taken it out of their hands uh so it wouldn't have come down to that specific situation or that call or that whatever that decision um and that that's easier for me for me personally to swallow like what i could have did that different if i just did that different that would have never happened it's kind of the what if game but if you just dwell on the fact that somebody cheated you out, it just drives me crazy because I just hate that person's face. That's what it turns. That's what it comes up to. So the, every time I think of this, I think of a, like you know sports in like the seventies and eighties where, um, so college basketball apparently was like greatly like rigged because college students apparently were easy to buy because they didn't have an income coming in. Mm-hmm. So anyone who had a lot of money was like, I'll give you twenty grand to throw the game. Meanwhile, they're betting millions. So yeah. that twenty grand is nothing. That sound, but a twenty grand cash is a lot yeah. to us, you know, an eighteen, twenty-year-old yeah, kid. So it was easy to do. So when you had like March Madness, it was literally March Madness. It made millionaires. I'm sure it probably still does, but to it was on a such a crazy extent where you got to think. Even the refs were involved. So you got to think. It was like imagine playing your tail off. And and the refs are calling everything against you. And you're like, dude, there's I'm not failing. This foul. It's like you're you're like not even near the person or whatever. So imagine the level of frustration that has to be. Or we see this all the time in boxing, yeah. where we saw one of our guys, Danny Garcia. Never forget, he was clearly beating this guy. Right? I mean, it was like the dude like, boom, was all lumped up. Danny Garcia looked like nothing. He was losing every round. We're like, what is going on right now? This is clearly a win. Even the uh, the guy who was hosting the show was like, I don't know where they're, you know, the the the, the card has to be wrong, blah, blah, blah. In yeah. the end, um, it didn't matter. Danny Garcia knocked him out or something. It was like ninth round. But it went eight frustrating rounds. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he lost. Danny Garcia lost. I'm like, dude, there's no way. Somebody's not watching this. Yeah. But I can only imagine if they ended going, you know, if they Before. ended the whole, you know, match up to 10 rounds or whatever it was, 12 rounds, and he would have lost. He would like, the level of frustration that had to have been. It was like, you know you won, but then you just got kind of cheated out. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe the judges did see him lose, but it was, like, hard to see. The guy clearly was getting beat, but that was, I always think of boxing and basketball. Yeah. When I see How about, like, those when you say, oh, they deserve that loss because the way they were acting, like, the one, like, the, um... Uh, I don't know if it was MMA or what it was a week or two ago where the guy was like doing a shimmy shimmy every time like the dude the one guy like swung and he missed him he like gave him a shimmy and then cocky yeah like mocking him and getting all cocky and then all of a sudden he was was winning the guy that was doing the shimmy was winning but all of a sudden he did the shimmy and the guy caught him off guard bam and knocked him out like yeah you deserve that loss like Like knocked him out like knocked him out like completely Cold. done he was laid out laid out yeah. and i was like yeah you shook your way down <laughs> but like it, it sounds bad but because of the arrogance level of yeah. it it's like you know you don't it's you like, don't feel bad you always want them to lose yeah exactly knock them down a pig so do you guys want to comment on this so we just watched a video of a um mma fighter extra being extra. Well, that just, goes along with like, well, like what I just said. Like someone who acts and has that arrogance of him, you deserve a, a knockout yeah, like yeah, that. He's like, you deserve to have your, your peg knocked down super quick like that. Right. Like, and he has the winning mentality. So you got to, right. at some level, you're like, well, I mean, he's confident. Well, and, and But then it's like, you know, what's the, what's the, where's the, where's the line? But you can have confidence without arrogance. Right. Exactly. Well, he's he in his arrogance. own like hometown too. Yeah, so so he, he has to be like, yeah. have to have that. Yeah. 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 I think it was. It might have been a little too much. Didn't I think have to like, have yeah. that extra, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Boy, it was saucing. You know when it's extra when you wrap your own song for your own entrance. He wrapped. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, you know. that's like narcissism at its yeah. best, dude. Like that guy was completely. Obsessed he lasted with nine seconds, which is even greater. <laughs> Came with an entourage. 
All right. So, so he owns a deli. Going off of that, I don't know what this guy's reaction was to that loss. Would have? Do you guys know a sore loser, or are you yourself a sore loser? Have you ever dealt with a sore loser? Yeah. I, I'm curious to see, you know, his reaction. This guy, this MMA fighter's reaction after losing on on such a pitiful level. Um, so sore loser. It, it's somebody who makes an excuse. Yeah, most sore of the time loser. they point the finger. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they get angry and then they don't talk to you because they lost. Like they just they, they stay angry at you and just like that's it. <laughs> that has to be the a funniest. Sore loser one. isn't gonna admit they failed. Right. Yeah. Like, oh no, you messed this up for me. What do you mean I messed this up? <laughs> you lost. <laughs> How did I mess that up? Like, yeah, it's I've. I know a couple of them like that. Yeah, it's, there's it's, definitely a difference between having that winning mentality versus, okay, the match is over. Yeah. Now you have to accept the results for yeah. what they are and humbly taking them in and, you know, properly process, Try processing. Try to learn from it. Yeah, and actually giving credit to whoever just beat you. Right. Obviously, I could understand, excuse yeah. me, like if you had, if you were genuinely cheated out of a win, that's one thing, but... We all know the person who's always mad or butthurt when they lose. Yeah. Um, yes. There's also a difference between it being like aggressive and wanting to win mm. versus being, you know, aggressive after the loss. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember when when we were in high school, when I was in high school, seventh grade, I ran the track. Yeah. And uh, I was involved in like the, the baton race. Yeah. So our track team was really good. We had we made it to like the finals and we were one step away from making it to the pen release. Yeah. So... That last race, which we lost by like almost a tenth of a second, yeah, we blamed it on the anchor man. Yeah, like we everyone blamed it on him, like it was his fault. Meanwhile, we could have all picked it up. That like it could have been anyone all along the whole track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could have picked we, up the slack. Yeah, yeah and everyone right, just right. blamed it on him. Meanwhile, he probably had the fastest time in his thing, but every, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because he didn't finish the finish line the fish, at the yeah. right timing, dude, everyone just blamed him. That we stinks. all like, people weren't like not nuts and stuff, but it was just like. It was his fault in our eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, they're they're the they're very hard to deal with. I'll tell you that right now, especially if it's a teammate of yours. Yeah. Um, there we had this. I'm sure everyone has dealt with this, but man, that is hard. Yeah. That is very hard yeah. to deal with, mm-hmm. just because it, it could hit levels of this uh, obnoxiousness that's so unnecessary. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, let's switch gears again and uh, talk about uh, a topic that has become very um, hot uh, these days when it comes to sports and, and, and kids. So, what are your thoughts on participation trophies? Did you get them when you were in sports? No. And why do you think they started handing them out? Sure. I mean, I, I know I got them. I if you played, you got them. Yeah. I didn't participate. <laughs> in the trophy ceremony or... At all to get it. Yeah, because when we had trophy, oh. when we had our ceremony, everyone got, a trophy. got a trophy. I think it's okay, but there's an age, yeah. and that's 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 where it yes. gets it starts to get blurry. Obviously, right. when you're four or five playing t-ball, not a big deal, you know. But then you get up to seven and eight, and you're like, okay, it's starting to get a little more serious. But you know, some parents are like, no, no, they're still too young. Yeah. And then nine and ten, so that li- the line of demarcation becomes blurred. When is it? Is it eleven or twelve, or is it two? Because some parents will, will start at five, six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, some parents yeah, will start at line. you know, it's never serious. You know what I mean? Just as long as you tried your best. So I mean, there's definitely a, you know, it's 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 blurry. Now that I'm in it, you know, there was there was a father who wanted to you know teach the kids about winning and losing at like six and seven it was like, phew, and some of the parents didn't take kindly to that yeah you know but we're at a point now where i don't know i i, I still don't know i don't know yeah you know it's yeah it's what, what, what do you think would i mean i guess depends on their age level like like their their maturity level that has that has a that has a because lot some kids so, all right so you have two eight-year-olds two boys that you know play baseball and one doesn't care if he gets participation and then the other one does and he starts crying about it, complaining about it, like, "Oh, I should have got to participate. Like, we should have got all awards for participating." Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of, like you're saying, it, it, it's kind of grayed out. Like, what, what do you do? Like, when do you cut that off? You don't want to upset anyone, but I mean, the kids also have to learn how to take a loss and and understand yeah. that winning is winning, losing is losing, and 
The level just, of, of PC is too much, though. The, 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 the yeah, you know, political correctness yeah. is it's too much sometimes. Or being overprotective. Or... Yeah, sure. And, and yeah. Like, like Manny said, sometimes it's like the parents, they get too involved in, like, yeah. they want their kids to all win. Yeah, or always win. Like, always listen, win. it's never going to happen. Your kid's going to lose at some point. Yeah, I feel like at one at oh you're at mean. one point yeah. at one point you're you're building confidence for your kid that you know you know you're a winner no matter what and then at the other point if you continue to do that you're setting your your kid up for failure because he's right. not always going to yeah. win or she's right. not right. always going to win and that's what they need to so understand. then not even that they need to know how to deal with that because yeah. in life you're not always going to actually win yeah you're yeah. gonna take your L's this no, entire I'm... podcast has been about that you know winning and losing. So, I don't know the I don't know the answer of to what age, but there definitely has to be a th- the parents if they're an involved parent, not even if just some whoever you know is the guardian of this this child or your children whatever, you should know the gauge. Yeah. I feel you should know the gauge, um, and um, and you you get that could be a discussion on the ride home. Like I know yeah. you got the participation trophy, but you know you do know or how's the organization? Um, you know like presenting it is there more weight at least yeah you got a participation trophy but they won you know what i mean i don't know because different leagues have different things like they're the champions but you got a participation trophy and then there's there's places bigger and smaller yeah there's places that everyone gets the same size trophy yeah um the the, the interesting thing is you talk about the maturity level like what's the maturity level of the parent exactly how do they handle winning and losing because it's you know it, it you you kind of instinctually kids do what their parents do so that, that, if you're not yeah. if you're not in the right frame of mind if you're not mature as a parent you might be rubbing something off on a kid that yeah. you probably not real happy about yeah, well i think i was wondering i forget which boy i guess it said like if if the parent's more emotionally evolved than the child then there's a problem there because you're more yeah, trying evan, to live yeah, vicariously evan, through exactly. that that's yeah, what what it was evan um yeah exactly but that that's even beyond sports yeah you have there's i mean that's parents in general you you I, I would assume you're trying to do your best. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean you're always going to be... That carries you're not always going to be right. Along with that is kind of what you're saying. The You know, when do you know? I don't know. I don't know. It's situational. Then you got to say, well, the, the parent themselves don't even know the borderline. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Everything's a participation for them or everything's just winning. Or they're coming down too hard on their kid. You're a loser. You stink. You know, think about <laughs> it. And the kid's five. And yeah. we don't know. For us, we're like, oh, that's too young. But who's to say? Yeah, right. Or it's too old. At 17, they should never have gotten a you know a loser badge. I'm not sure. But I do know that there's people who also, it's beyond sports, where it's the same thing with like political views. Yeah. And, and, and people just put all this stuff on a kid. And the kid's just like, he didn't even, he didn't even get to develop his own thought opinion. Process, yeah, yeah thought process. Where mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're trying to like guide them not dictate them and i think that's the difference um whereas like you're doing your child i think a disservice if all they think they're going to do in life is winning Mm -hmm. but yes when you're when they're little you're trying to build them up and he's like oh dude you stink the kid's like three (laughs) yeah Uh, you know what i mean um yeah and and of course it's situational because you have different mentalities that you're working with there might be a, a 12 year old that's super immature mm-hmm. compared to an eight-year-old who can take it right right have you ever seen like there's like these little karate kids they're like they're like so disciplined and have like everything going. like how mm. in the world this kid has all this going for him they're only 10 or something like that mm. or something wild obviously you have a different talk with that kid yeah, yeah. whereas compared to the other kid who's just playing pokemon go or stuff you right know I mean? Jeez. um so the answer is we don't know or do we know when do we discuss winning versus losing to our kids? No. Or when, just wait till the situation pops when up? When the situation, the situation pops, pops up. Yeah. When your kid asks you, why do I, why did we get this? Because we didn't yeah. win. Because my kid knows at eight. He knew at like seven. He's like, we why are we getting this? We lost. This team was in first place. And then you go into the, oh, well, it's because, and you give him the explanation. So what would you do if a parent, you know, this happened in the NFL, one of the NFL, you know, James players. Harris, James yeah. Harrison. Yeah. He gave back. His kid's participation trophy said he didn't want it for his kid. So what do you do? <laughs> like, what if you're like the organizer? He gave of this? it back. Yeah, he said. He's yeah. like, don't give my kid a participation trophy. He didn't win. He didn't right? win. Yeah. There um, you go. That's that. Yeah. I settled that. Well, I mean, that's what the lesson he's teaching his kid. I guess. So. All you can do is just look yeah. at it. Absolutely, and I, I think it's, it's, it's 
to me, I think it's fantastic for discussion for the yeah, rest of the parents yeah, to think absolutely. about. Maybe that's because, hey, he's raising his kids one way. Yeah. Again, that's we're focusing exactly. just on sports. Sure. You don't know what he's doing behind doors. He's probably teaching his kid discipline on all levels. Yeah, you're like, absolutely. man, maybe I should model this guy, actually. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe that was a little distasteful to some people. It might have been the wrong time to do it and not do it in front of peop- other yeah. people. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, you could agree or not agree on. But exactly. There's no right answer to that. Yeah. So what do you do if the opposite happens? Like if a parent or someone comes up to you and he's like, where's my kid's participation trophy? Uh, we don't have any. But how do you explain that to a parent who's asking <laughs> for one? How uh, would you anyway? I don't know. Uh, yeah. if, ever if you happened. don't have it, you just say we don't do that. We don't, we don't encourage that. We don't have any of that. Yeah. I mean, I know. But you're <laughs> encouraging. But it's weird because you are encouraging participation. You do want you all want, your kids. Yeah. But you're not. Your reward is what you get out of it as being a teammate, and you yeah. know what you got out of this is. I know we give out set. like. What was it first? So I, I coached fall ball last year, last fall, and we gave uh, medals. To all the girls. Yeah. Like for participating. Right. We started out with 10 girls. We ended up with four by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So they each got two. So we gave not, them two each. So not, they now turned into two chains. It turned. So we had, we had T-Ball and we didn't have, we didn't have a trophy ceremony like we had when we were younger. Yeah. You know, my yeah. kid didn't. But the coach on his own volition decided to go just get some trophies made. The joy that they had kids, was unbelievable. Yeah. It was. It. They were like, "Oh my god, we won!" They were like, "We're winners!" They're freaking out. I'm like, "Oh my well, god!" Yeah, and it's, it made it. It made a big difference. It, yeah. At least it, it, it was an impact at that time. But it's yeah. T-ball. They're they're five years old. Right. Five, you know, four or five years old. Right. So that's awesome to see them with that joy. You see a ten year old and he's expecting a participation award. <laughs> Go get a cup. Yeah. Drink. So I guess it, I guess it is um, situational, and it's tough. You don't sometimes those situations pop up. You're not even expecting that. He's like, wait a minute, you've been a part of this league for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, we never did this, and mm-hmm. you know, and they do it. So it's interesting. So uh, winning versus losing, good stuff, guys. So we're gonna wrap this up with the final segment. If given the opportunity. What do you say to an Olympian who trained and waited four years to accomplish their goal after they did not place? Oh man, did you leave it all out there? Did you leave? Did you try? It sounds cliche and it sounds kind of give it your all. Yeah, yeah. Did you leave it all out there? You can't be mad at that. Yeah. If you gave up four years and you came up empty, can you look back and say, "I did everything I could, mm-hmm. and I just he was he or she was better than me." Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's what I we go back to all the time is it's the goal is to yes achieve that but the the real thing about the situation is the person you become during the process. Sure. So who have you developed mm-hmm. as in yourself along that way along those 4 years think about what you became you became an Olympian. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? You already are the top, you know, elite and that's just to grab Whatever scraps of winnings you can, yeah. when when you don't actually place, I guess. Right. Because um, obviously, if you place, you're like, I know, I knew, I seen this, I you know, I made it happen, I had the vision. Maybe it just wasn't that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I think it's the process. Think about the person that you did become uh, along the way, because there there are people who've gotten um, recognized for how they took a loss, which sounds very strange. Um, I think it was in tennis or something where a ball was out and the ref said it was in. And the guy who was against said it was out. He imagined that and he lost the match. And he got all this news press. Like incredible amounts of news. The guy won, didn't even get that much. I mean, he got it because he, you know, he moved on to the next round and ended up losing anyway. But I mean, that's a nominee. But then, win. yeah, you don't want to win something that you know. Vividly. And that's yeah. what he was saying. He's like, like I wanted to win knowing I won pound yeah. for pound. Like, yeah. You want to win right. legitimately, not because of a false call. Yeah, that's and then that just like though, like to entered the minds to of do like, that to yourself, like to yeah. take a loss. That's true athleticism. Yeah, to, that's maturity. That's I mean, well, we yeah. keep going back yeah, to that's maturity. Saying yeah. okay. He beat me. I think you mean square. sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. Athleticism is like your... <laughs> yeah. The actual skill of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's... A, but and, and on the reverse, too, you want to know you won legitimately, <laughs> not because... Because it was just given to you yeah. or whatever. Or you know... And now you know, if you if that dude won in the back of his mind, he's like, 
dude, that was out. You know, but some people like I don't care. That's part of it. The ref missed it. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's, that's true. Because the ref is the one doing the calls. That's, that's, right. that's, that's part of the game. Of the, exactly. Maturity. So winning versus losing, guys. There you have it. Let's wrap the episode up with two quotes. I had to bust out uh, Vince Lombardi two quotes. Um, Mike, look behind you. There should be a Vince Lombardi book. I always forget the name. Something right there. Like, behind you is Vince Lombardi. No. La cosa what, it, what it takes to be number one. Right. So Vince Lombardi, what it takes to be number one was actually written by uh, Vince Lombardi. And it says junior, but he's actually not a junior. And it talks about you know, the lessons of Vince Lombardi, arguably now not so much because of Bill Belichick. But... NFL's, you know, best pound-for-pound pound coach, and now that's in question. But anyway, the book is extremely dense, by the way. Um, it's a tough read. It is a tough read. But because it's it's quote after quote after mm-hmm. quote is what it is. So it's mm-hmm. like you're re- it's almost like reading a dictionary. So, um, But the value is crazy. So I just grabbed uh, two quotes from, you know, Vince Lombardi. First one is, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Second one is winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last quote by Billie Jean King, a champion is afraid of losing. Everyone else is afraid of winning. Uh, straight up facts right there. And um, boom. Winning versus losing. In this episode, we discuss the key differences between winning and losing. We talk about what second place means, participation trophies, how we celebrate our wins, how we process our losses, and our advice to someone not accomplishing a long-term goal. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Billie Jean King and Vince Lombardi. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com follow the blog if you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com and on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew we wish you massive success and until next time adios the rotated views podcast was produced for self-development purposes thank you for the love and support we truly do hope you enjoyed the views